0: This is the Health, Hope and Healing podcast. If you've ever wondered if there was more to life, if you find yourself yearning for connection, more purpose, more fulfillment, you're in the right place. We believe God dreamed more for you when He dreamed the dream of you. So this is an invitation, an invitation for you to take your next step into all Jesus did for you on the cross, all that's available here and now. So come on, let's step in And maybe it's time to step up. All right, welcome to the Health, Hope, and Healing podcast. I am Brady Daniel, and this is the podcast of all things helpful, all things hopeful, all things healing. And we are in this month of August as we continue to talk about all things marriage. Uh, We're talking about love. We're talking about acceptance. We're talking about validation, which is I see you, I hear you. I'm in the process of understanding you and or I do understand you. And so the the area of how we do relationships, how do we do relationships and do them well? Last week, we talked about validating and what that looks like and how it's different from agreement, even though it could and can uh, be a part of agreement. But if we only validate what we agree, then as a result of that, we may unvalidate our spouse significantly. And as a result of that, that speaks to a lack of acceptance and thus a lack of love. And so therefore, in all things, we want to validate, 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 validate. Yes, Brady, we get it. Okay, awesome. Because I believe that if we do this within our relationship, within the way that we interact with our spouse, good things can come. Why? Because if the greatest need mankind has is to love and to express love, to be loved, and to love. And as a result of that, we receive that through acceptance, and we communicate that through validation. So validate, validate, validate. I see you, I hear you, I am the process of understanding you. Okay, so today we're talking a little bit about appeasement. What is appeasement? Appeasement is different than... Um, what's the word I'm thinking of? Compromise. There we go, Brady. So a lot of times we sit there and say, well, Brady, in a good marriage, the foundation really built on compromise. Well, yeah, absolutely. But really, when we talk about a lot of these complexities, it's really finding a workable definition, a workable model. What does compromise mean to you? And what happens in a lot of ways is compromise has good intentions but the application of it actually causes a lot of pain and or harm within an individual and or both well brady how can that be when compromise is actually a good thing glad you asked the dynamic of that is let's say um two individuals are thinking about a date night and because date nights can be great the opportunity of date nights typically look like you know going to get dinner maybe watching a movie whatever that may be going bowling but let's take in um, within this illustration, uh, thinking about food. So the husband comes to his wife and says, Hey, honey, what, uh, what, what are you thinking for, for, for dinner? And in his mind, he already has something that of is of interest to him. And again, this plays its way out in both sides. So please understand me that this could actually be a woman and or wife coming to her husband saying, Hey, Hey, hon, uh, what do you have in mind for dinner? And in her mind, she already has what it is that she wants, but she's asking, right? Because that's what we do in Compromise. We ask questions. But in the midst of this, whichever way we want to look at this from the illustration point, the individual comes to the their spouse and asks them, hey, so what did you have in mind for dinner? And so the other individual says, "I, you know, I want... Mexican food, or I want Chinese food, or whatever it may be, and in that moment, the other individual is thinking something completely different, is thinking about something completely different, and so in that happy wife, happy life, and or happy husband, happy life, you know, typically, we, when we talk about this complexity, we usually kind of formulate it within the standpoint of happy life, happy wife, happy wife, happy life, okay, so, and as a result of that, we elevate one individual in the extent of allowing them to get what it is they want. Well, Brady, that's compromise, is it? Is that really what compromise is? Because the dynamic of that is, as your wife says, what it is that she wants, or if it's an inverted model that your husband says what it is that he wants. In that moment, did you ever communicate to your spouse what it is that you desired? Well, no. Why not? Well, because Brady, it's it, it was not important. Really? So there's something dwelling within you, a desire that you had, a want that you had. And then as a result of that, you didn't feel the need to actually acknowledge that internally and actually voice that to your spouse. Yeah, Brady, because I wanted to make sure that she got what she wanted, or I wanted to make sure that he got what he wanted. Okay. And so in the process of them getting what it is that they want or what you thought they want, the very desire that was within you, where did that go? Um, well, I, 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 I don't know. Well, well, let me help. It became repressed within it. Anytime we repress, we push things down. And the five complexities that we typically look at when we, when we look at repression is the idea of what am I feeling? What am I thinking? What am I telling myself? What are those internal conversations? What do I need or what do I want? Within the conversations I get to have, what do I want is very, very interesting because individuals really don't like to go there, especially for us as adults. Why? Because we may have this this belief system that we really don't want to go there because we may never actually get what it is that we want. So why really put mental energy into the formation of kind of going there? So the extent of going back to the illustration that as a result of that, our wife and or husband actually is acknowledging, hey, I want this type of food, but we already had it in our mind that we wanted a certain type of food. So therefore, in order for them to get what they want, we actually hold. Another way of saying, or repressing. Well, Brady, how do we know it represses? Because the default setting in that is if we don't acknowledge and express, then the default setting within us is repression. When we repress, it causes pain. When it causes pain, it usually uh, expresses itself in anxiety and or anger. And as a result of that, now that that's repressed within ourself, who is that associated with? The individual that we just attempted to give them what they want. Okay, well, Brady, that, that's one example. How does that really cause impact? Because again, if this is happening time and time and time and time again, as a result of that, all those times that we've repressed what it is that we desire to want and didn't actually acknowledge it within ourselves to actually voice it within our spouse to give them the opportunity to compromise, which we'll circle back around to that to talk about that, then as a result of that, it becomes repressed pain and we associate that with whom, and as a result of that, like we talked about last week, that the very dynamics within ourselves from a cellular level that we lean lean away from things that are associated with pain and rejection. And so how is it that we're supposed to lean into our spouse um, from a place of acceptance and a place of love if we've associated them with pain? And what part do we play in that? Well, Brady, I was just trying to make them happy. Well, in the process of trying to make them happy, guess what? You repressed your very voice. And just like we talked about last week, uh, two of the most powerful things God's given us are our mind and our voice. We feel very powerless. We feel very helpless without our voice. And the very dynamics that come within us, the very emotions and thoughts and the energies attached to them, if we don't give those things a voice internally so that we can actually communicate those externally, then as a result of that, it creates tremendous impact, especially over time. Because the longer that we hold this energy in, the more it becomes repressed. The more it becomes repressed, the more pressurized it becomes. And it's not if it comes out, but when it comes out and typically who is the byproduct of that repressed energy coming out towards usually our spouse. Whoa, Brady, where did that come from? Well, I don't even know. I, I, I'm not sure. Wow. I didn't even know that that was in me. So the dynamic of what compromise looks like versus appeasement, because appeasement is the idea that guess what? I don't actually acknowledge what's in me to even voice what I want and what I desire to my spouse, because I'm trying to elevate them. Well, Brady, I'm not really trying to elevate them. Okay. But what we're trying to do is we're trying to make them happy. Well, Brady, what, what, what wrong is it trying to make, make our spouse happy? Well, to the extent of D de uh, elevating yourself to the extent of repressing what's inside of yourself is that that that's causing pain. And and over time, it's creating de- detachment detachment. So in this, when your spouse or when you're talking about whether it's something as as simple, again, it doesn't necessarily mean picking dinner plans can be simple, but maybe it could and maybe it's supposed to. I don't know. But the dynamic of that is when we want something, when we have this need inside ourselves. what does it look like by actually asking? One of the the confounds to Scripture is Matthew 7, where it actually talks about us asking God. And as a result of that, knowing that that's a a fundamental principle that God actually wants us to actually to ask. Why? Because, again, it allows us to connect to Him, but it also allows us to emote, to express, to get what's in us out. And it's a multi-purpose tool, if I can call it that, to do what? To connect to an all-knowing, all-loving, all-caring God as he sees us and wants to pour out his identity on us if, as as from the inside out. But not only that, but the dynamics of what's in us that was never intended to be a part of the original design for us to get those things out. So the dynamic of appeasement is trying to elevate our spouse, over us. And the dynamic in that is for us to walk simultaneously. A a strong man needs a strong woman, and a strong woman needs a strong man. And the dynamic is that is not to elevate one over the other, but to, in our strengths, elevate each other so that God can be elevated in all things. And that his strength could be representational through the marriage so that all the people that get to see you and your marriage, they look at that and say, wow, look at that. And they can actually see that marriage can be done. And it's not just trying to hold on to the person to the end of time and just grinning and bearing it. But actually thriving within our marriage by how? By saying, okay, I hear that you want this type of food, but you know what? Here's what I'm thinking. And now that both people have acknowledged and owned what's inside of them to actually tell and communicate with their spouse now that both people have done that now compromise can actually be can can actually take place a lot of times when i'm hearing about compromising what i'm hearing is appeasing and again appeasement creates a discalibration to the extent that over time one of us or both of us will actually start to believe this idea i'd never get what i want so why do i even try indifference in the mind apathy in the body and again to the extent of well I might as well give her what she wants or i might as well give him what he wants because again it does it doesn't matter what i want wow did you hear it the lack of our voice the lack of us acknowledging and 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 expressing what's important to us if it's important for for us to be able to to express that internally with god do you feel like it could be or should be just as important to express that With your spouse. So as we think about the dynamics of compromise, yes, compromise, absolutely. But how do we compromise? And and if we compromise to the extent of us actually acknowledging and both people actually have a voice and both people um, uh, are able to use that voice to be able to share their wants, their desires, then as a result of that, both people can determine what that looks like by meeting in the middle to assimilate further. To connect further. Oh, well, okay. Uh, I'm not really in the mood for that tonight. But you know what? Hey, if if we if we do this type of food tonight, can we do the food that you want uh, uh, tomorrow? Now, as a result of that, there's an opportunity where what can I do? What am I willing to do? And and because of that, we're able to move closer together. Why? Because both people have a voice. Both people have expressed their voice. Both people have heard each other's desires and wants and their voice. And now as a result of that, both people can determine, do I want to do that? Do I want to do that? One of the most detrimental things that we can do within relationships is lose our voice or feel like we don't even have a voice. God has given us a voice. And when we feel like we've lost our voice, we feel very powerless. We feel very helpless. And the idea of recognizing what's going on inside us is crucial to validate within ourselves so that therefore, we can actually acknowledge what's in us so that we can actually share that with our spouse. And whether it's something as simple as, as trying to do date night or order food, or if it's something more complex. But the dynamic of appeasement will always create pain. You may not be able to, you may not feel it to the, to the nth degree the first time that it happens, but over, over time, in due time, guess what? It will be impacting. Oh man, Brady, that's very pessimistic and it can seem very pessimistic, but I'm hoping that you, you hear this from the lens of it's trying to be realistic. So as a result of that, and as we apply this then what can happen is the dynamic of your voice gets acknowledged and heard and your spouse's voice gets acknowledged and heard so that two individuals are able to hear and understand the desires of the other one. And so therefore, compromise can truly take place. So as we think about this, moving forward with an idea, because all spouses want to be able to acknowledge their spouse. Sometimes we just don't know how to. And so here is a tool that we can actually utilize is the idea of what compromise is, because so many people want to compromise. But so many people actually have a a, a, a um a wrong way of thinking about compromise. And what they are actually defining within their their understanding of compromise is appeasement is appeasement. And appeasement is the idea where my voice doesn't get acknowledged. My voice doesn't get heard or the other person's voice doesn't get acknowledged and the voice doesn't get heard. And as a result of that, one person gets what they want and always get, it seems like it always gets what they want. And as a result of that, the person that it's appeasing constantly has, it creates constant pain within them. So when we sit there and think about this dynamic of appeasement, we have to understand the idea that our voice is important. Not only internally, but our voice is important to be able to communicate. Now, again, we want to make sure that we're communicating it in a loving and respectful way when we do have that voice. But the idea of being able to have this voice is important. God calls us to ask. So therefore, if he asks us to ask within the confounds of a child to an all-knowing, all-caring, all-loving God, then what does that look like as it's reflected within two individuals, true masculinity and true femininity, coming together to represent the true representation of God? What does that look like for us to ask? But not only to ask, but to acknowledge. Not only to acknowledge, but to voice. And again, so that compromise is not just a probability, the, the compromise is not just a possibility, but the compromise can actually be a reality so that two individuals can actually acknowledge, own, verbalize, and hopefully move closer in this process of assimilation so that marriage doesn't become about striving, but marriage becomes about thriving and reflecting the one true God just as he's reflectable. Thank you for listening. We speak health, hope, and healing over you. For more information, visit our website at integratedcnw.com.